The inaugural Black Notes Project Music Festival is coming to Charlotte's Blumenthal Performing Arts on Friday, January 26th and Saturday, January 27th. The two-day indoor festival celebrates and amplifies Black music and artistry, and this inaugural festival will honor the classical orchestra tradition while situating it alongside contemporary musical innovation, and it will feature national and local artists. Among the nationally known performers are harpist Brandy Younger and opera singer Tunde, known for his hip-hopra performances. Also, members of the Charlotte Strings Collective and the Charlotte Symphony Youth Orchestra will perform. And that's just to name a few of the folks who will be around that weekend. Today, my guests are the team who have organized Black Notes Project. They are Michael L. Kitchen of The Soul Kitchen, a live music production company, and Dr. Amy Carlton, who's on the faculty of MIT and whose research focuses on online communities as well as the intersection of race and digital culture. And thanks to both of you for being uh, our guests today. Oh, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Let's sort of start at the beginning. What is the origin of the Black Notes uh, Project Music Festival? And what gave you the idea to do it? My thoughts about this actually started probably 13 years ago, maybe a little late, maybe a little later, but uh, I actually went to a hip hop concert with the rapper Common and he performed with a full symphony orchestra. So I thought that was really cool. And I, and I said, you know what? I would love to do that in Charlotte. And I said, um, I wonder what I need to do. So I was just thinking of all these crazy ideas. How can I get in touch with people? And ran across, of course, the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra, which I was familiar with. Had several meetings with them over the years. Over those years, uh, it was always budget issues. And so it was 2018 when uh, finally we uh, got some traction with them and they were very interested, but they couldn't do it because of budget issues again. So the fire in me was like, no, we need to make this happen now. <laughs> so I uh, found out about Orchestra Noir, which at, the, at that time in 2018, 2019 was the only full time black symphony orchestra in the United States. Talked to them. And we did an event in 2019. It sold out. Shaw Symphony Orchestra was later. They actually attended. I invited them to attend. They did. And they say, hey, we see your vision. Let's move forward and do this. COVID hit. So we pushed it off to 2022. We did an event together then. It was remarkable. So at that point in time, I was like, you know what? I think this would be kind of good to do some like an indoor festival. So in a nutshell, that's how this kind of got started. Of course, Amy my, is my partner and we attended a lot of musical events and she was like, hey, I think you really need to do this because we both were talking with the idea back and forth. And I'm sure she wants to respond to some things. Yeah, Amy, um, what do you, what can you add to that? Sure, sure. So, yep. So, so Michael's vision, as he noted, this was a, uh, I think one of those examples, beautiful examples of sort of playing the long game, right? So, you know, it all started as, and to use MIT parlance and being an end user of something and seeing like, okay, how can I iterate on this design and, and you know, bring it into a different setting? And so he had initially seen that, that concert with Common that set the wheels in motion. And 
as he noted, he approached the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra and had multiple very positive conversations, including the one uh, that he referenced right right before his 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 decision to move forward with Orchestra Noir. And they were very positive, but again, you know, budgetary issues. So when he brought Orchestra Noir, and I said, hey, make sure you invite them so they can see your your vision. And it really was just a, a beautiful thing. And I think it was unprecedented to have such a robust audience that was especially, I would say, a, a Black audience in Charlotte coming out for a classical music concert. And so then, you know, going off of that and then that collaboration in April of, of 2022 with the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra and Orchestra Noir, again, that was just Wonderful. And I remember that evening, Michael and I were standing up front in that night theater in Blumenthal, you know, at the ticket counter and people were walking in off the street trying to purchase tickets and it had been sold out for weeks. And I thought, wow, this really is testament to that vision, this Black Notes project springing up out of that and how there's really you know, it's one of those things like if you build it, they will come. And so in the midst of all that, you know, as, as Michael said, we, we go to a lot of music events. We, um, we, we talk a lot of our conversations are about music, you know, in our civilian life. And back in 2019, I think it was, um, we decided to collaborate on a project that, you know, sort of combined our primary, both of our primary areas of expertise, which are, um, music and education. And we did a multi-city project called Community of Soul, Writing Black Music in Wikipedia. And so what our our goal was with, with that was to get people to document Black musical achievement in Wikipedia and make these fun events, bring in a DJ and, and train people how to write for Wikipedia, specifically how to document Black musical history. The reason I mentioned that is even though this is a different presentation of that Black Notes project, that is, really, as you noted in your intro, the mission is to celebrate and amplify Black music and artistry. And, you know, this, this initial installment is, the emphasis is on um, symphonic uh, arrangements of what we're saying are soulful classics. But yet, you know, to again going back to that idea of of documenting um, black music and and artistry, and this is just going to be a, I don't know, an experiential way uh, of uh, entry point to that, as opposed to a digital or you know text based. Right, it's an event, an experience, mm -hmm. and a different way of documenting things. I want to go back to something that Michael said early on. This particular. Uh, focus is on orchestral symphonic marriage uh, with Black musical forms. And you said, Michael, that when you went to the Common concert, you were really struck by having an orchestra there. What was it that got you about that? Like, why Why did that, why was that appealing? You know, some people might go to that and say, I don't like that. But, you know, why did you like it? Well, for most hip hop music, we all know that Producers use samples, and a lot of samples that are used in in, in hip hop music are from orchestras, whether it's strings, whether it's horn sections, or and so I just thought that you're sitting here listening to something that's 
so much fuller than you actually listen to the record. <laughs> like you can hear every little detail as opposed to you sitting there with your headphones listening to a common record. And you're like, oh, that that song comes from uh, so-and-so used that, or that comes from uh, Gil Scott Herring. This comes from that, it comes from that. Like you actually can really hear it when you have a, a 60, 70, 90 piece orchestra right there in your face. And so, and also just the fact that the artistry, how it, how it blends so well together. Like he still had a DJ, but you have a DJ, you have all these people playing woodwinds, brass, all all these other things. And then of course, you know, Common's voice and everything because he has a, such a distinct voice. It just go, it's a perfect marriage. It sounds so good. You can't help but to like it. Yeah, it's a, I think these days, maybe there's a little more, um, more happening of, of trying to bring these two genres or these two, what people think of as different types of music together. But it is kind of a new idea. I I feel like maybe I've just been somewhere off on my own, not paying attention, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to I if I could add to that, the, you know, some of what Michael mentioned, I think a lot of times and as a, not only a, a music head and an academic, one of the things that frustrates me often is that the the way that genres are separated, right? So people don't realize that there is cross-pollination, that there is intersection. Michael mentioned specifically, you know, the samples in classical music, uh, of classical music in classic hip hop songs. And, and, you know, just some of them like Coolio samples Pachelbel's Canon, you know, the BC Boys samples Stravinsky's Rite of Spring, you know, Little John samples Mozart's Summer Overture, like so many of those classical, and I'm also a classical music nerd too, or just a music nerd in general, like, and so there's so much there, you know, so it's, it's while some people think, oh, that this doesn't make sense or whatever, but really, Music is music. And so hopefully this in some way, Black Notes Project is a way to draw awareness and and pique the curiosity of, of folks to to just delve further into, you know, music and and the the backstory and say, oh, okay, well, you know, I I don't know. I'm I'm looking at how Dr. Dre samples the Brandenburg concertos, you know, like who would have thought? So I did want to ask you all about having both no local and national artists appear at this festival and why that was important to do. We just didn't want to like say, hey, do a festival, get people's money and leave. We wanted to make it more of a community effort. And I've never seen anything like this where we have museums who are backing us, who are helping spread the word, who are giving us space to meet and doing other things. We have um, a large local musician presence at some of our at some of our um, musical productions over the weekend. So we wanted everyone like, hey, not only do these people live here and they're they're good, but also the whole community is behind this because we all want to get this message out. And a lot of people don't know a lot of a lot of great backing bands have people from Charlotte who live there, you know, outside of Anthony Hamilton and everyone else and Fantasia, like a lot of, we have a lot of studio. We have a lot of uh, live performing artists who live in Charlotte 
who play with these people, Grammy Award winning people live there. And the reason why they don't gig in Charlotte because they don't have nowhere to gig. It's like, oh, okay, I just live here. And oh, by the way, I'm getting ready to go tour with Kanye West for the next month or so in Europe. And no one would ever know that. Or I'm getting ready to go play with Prince on his next tour, which a lot of people don't know. Prince's horn section was from North Carolina. And a lot of them were from Charlotte. So, um, you know, it was just, we thought it would be very important to get some of these people to play with some of the national artists that we have coming here. I would echo that and picking up on, you know, Michael mentions Prince, who I could say safely is the favorite uh, artist of all time of both of ours. But as Michael mentioned, Prince's horn section was primarily drawn from North Carolina, including one of our performers for Saturday evening, right, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, Adrian Crutchfield, um, who's a solo artist in his own right, and, you know, was a child phenom, um, you know, out of Charlotte, and, you know, he'll be playing. So it's, it's, even though I think a lot of times when people hear like local musicians, or even youth musicians, right, they, oftentimes approach it. And I'm, I have been guilty of that myself of thinking a certain way, like, oh, this is going to be different, a different tier, but that is not the case. And, and, and Charlotte and, and North Carolina writ large is really just a fertile, fertile ground for world-class musicians. And we are very fortunate to have so many of them that will be taking the stage at the night theater. And that agreed to sign on board with this project and um, including, you know, the, the Charlotte Symphony's youth ensembles, their youth orchestra, and then their smaller ensembles that will be performing. And, you know, what a gift. And I always say, if you close your eyes with the Charlotte Symphony Youth Orchestra, you, you, you don't know um, that, that these are not, you know, Union Symphony players, you know, that they are, are young people. They're so disciplined and talented. And so we're, we're very fortunate to have that for sure. And another point that Michael made that I think is an important one that we want people to know is, you know, there, there's certainly value to having a, a national touring act come through your city and, you know, you go have a good time. You know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'd be happy to have a Beyonce ticket and, you know, and, and she can take my money and, and, and go at the same time. I think this is different. It's that, you know, we have some of these national people, but it's, we're drawing from the community. And so it's, yeah, it's just, it's a different experience, right? So. Yeah, it feels like also it's a, it's a really uh, kind of different opportunity that you're giving some of the local folks. Sure. They, they do have opportunities to play in the communities pretty much, I guess, but, but to collaborate with these people who are not from the community. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things um, also that that Michael mentioned, I mean, I don't want to toot our own horn, um, but I'm about to. I think this is sort of unprecedented in that we have not only the support, as he noted, but the participation of all of or the majority of the major cultural institutions in Charlotte. So the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra, the Mint Museum is hosting a 
um, a film screening um, featuring a documentary featuring one of our performers, Mad Skills, on Sunday the 28th. The Beckler Museum of Modern Art is hosting our, um, you know, welcome reception for the festival. The um, Harvey B. Gantt Center of African American Art and Culture is hosting a, a talkback panel. Uh, you know, so it's not just, and the local nonprofit Charlotte is Creative has been instrumental in really helping us get the 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 word out. So it's very much um, like buy-in in in terms of people believing in the vision and and wanting to be involved. And I don't know, like I think it's it's truly just exciting. Well, and you've got Blumenthal Performing Arts, right? Well, I mean, yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's we just, can't forget, we can't forget them. That's, that's the home team. So of course, yeah, like, for sure. I mean, and we're tremendously grateful. Like it, it was really, we put together a, a pitch deck and pitched um, pres President and CEO Tom Gabbard and the um, programs and events manager, Alana Graber. And they said, yes, you know, we will um, co-produce this and give that that support and give the, 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 you know, the venues, all of that. But uh, so I don't know, at every turn, everyone has been incredibly positive and, and supportive. And I'll say one last thing is that I, I do think that if you really truly believe in your project and your vision, I think that comes through to people that this is not just, yes, we want it to be successful. Yes. We want everyone to come, but there's a genuine, you know, love and creative excitement behind that too. This is the inaugural festival. That's the way your, your press uh, material reads. Mm -hmm. So before we wrap it up, what is your hope? going forward um do you want to do this every year do you what are you thinking yes the goal is to do this every year again the inaugural year we want to concentrate mainly on symphonic and orchestral music mainly music written by black arrangers um so we think that's very important um i just recently received my master's in uh music business from berkeley school of music and i had to write a paper on this and i didn't I didn't realize that there were so many orchestral arrangers who were black and from mm. starting as early as the 1700s, 1800s. And so with that being said, uh, I was like, you know what, it would be good to insert some of these people into what we're doing. And and anyone who attends Saturday day with the uh, Charlotte Youth Symphony, they will hear those black arrangers, composers. But to your question, yes, we want to continue this every year probably around the same time frame, um, something different. Cause I know from living in Charlotte that it's not a lot going on in the wintertime, which is great. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, it's inside and it's, and it's, you know, the weather's hardly ever bad in Charlotte. So yes, we want to do it every year and we're looking at switching it up. So this year is orchestral symphonic. Maybe next year might be jazz. We never, you never know. You know, we, but we'll go back to the drawing board after this one aside. But yes, we want to continue this, sell it out, have a uh, community embrace it, and we'll see what we can do after that. Okay. Well, good luck. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Just write one more thing before we wrap it up. Uh, what is the best way for people to find out about, you know, get the detailed information about the event and, and all the logistics? The best place to go, sort of one stop shop, is 
uh, BlumenthalArts.org, where folks will see on their Black Notes Project landing page that Blumenthal has a complete listing of all ticketed events, as well as some of the supplementary events, artist bios, more information like that. They can also follow us at Black Notes Project on Instagram. But in terms of a one-stop shop for tickets and um, schedule of events and, you know, even linking out to the other institutions that are hosting related programming, BlumenthalArts.org. And Michael, you know, the phone number by heart, if people want to call the box office, what is it? Yeah, you can go by the box office, which is at 130 North Tryon Street, or you can call them 704-372-1000. That's 704-372-1000. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been talking with Michael L. Kitchen of the Soul Kitchen, a live music production company, and Dr. Amy Carlton, uh, who's on the faculty at MIT. They are the, uh, they had the idea and they are uh, the organizers of the Black Notes Project Music Festival coming to Charlotte Friday, January 26th and 27th. Uh, with Charlotte's Blumenthal Performing Arts. And thank you both for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. No, thank you for having us. For Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.